This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Matthew 26. I'm not sure if you can hear it or not, but there's a storm going on outside, so I apologize if you can hear the rain through uh, my microphone. But we're going to dive right into Matthew 26 and finish this chapter up because Jesus had finished, the, well, he, he is having his last Passover meal for the last time with his disciples. He, he knows what's coming. He knows what's about to happen in just a matter of hours now. But his disciples barring Judas, Judas knows because Judas has got his hand in it, but the other 11, they have no clue what's about to happen. And Jesus had just told them, one of you is going to be, uh, betray me. You're going to, you're a murderer. And they're, and they're like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? And Judas even asked, is it me? Knowing the whole time, it's him because he has sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver to the religious leaders. Um, and they 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 don't realize what's coming in the next few hours and and they have partaken of this sacrificial lamb uh they have drank the wine they have eaten the bread they have sung a hymn and now they are headed to the garden of gethsemane where it's all going to go down and this is where we pick up matthew's version of what happened and the focus is going to be on peter On the way, Matthew writes, Jesus told them, Tonight all of you will desert me, for the scriptures say God will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. And Peter declared, Even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Now, can you imagine telling God, Hey, God God himself is telling you something, and then you're going to tell God that he's wrong? Because that's exactly what Peter does here. Jesus says, you're all going to desert me. And Peter says, oh, not me, Lord. I'm not going to desert you. And not only does Peter say that, but all all the other uh, the other ten say that. We'll never, we're, we're, we're not going to deny you. We're not going to desert you. We're, we're never going to leave you. We're going to die with you. And yet, in just a matter of hours, Peter's going to deny Jesus three times, and all 11 disciples are going to desert Jesus when he is arrested. Um, and Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times that you even know me. Not that, that we've been together for three, three and a half years. No, you're going to deny me you're going to deny that you even know me as if I don't even exist. No, Peter insisted. Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. Get this. And all the other disciples, the other ten, because Judas, he's out now. He's gone to get his militia. But all the other disciples vowed the same. We will die with you. We will never deny you, Jesus. And so I got to thinking about this, and, and, 
we're so quick to jump all over Peter and condemn him for denying Jesus. But every disciple, every one of them that's left, minus Judas, they all deny Jesus. They all desert him when he is arrested and crucified. Now, I, I truly believe that, that Peter was sincere during this moment. And I think he proves that when he draws his sword out and he cuts off Malchus's ear. And we'll see that toward the end of the chapter. Uh, but when Jesus picked up Malchus's ear and put it back on and healed him, he tells Peter, he says, put up your sword. This is not the way this is going down. I believe Peter became confused and he didn't understand. He never really understood what's going on even though Jesus has told them time and time and time again, they didn't get it. None of them did. Jesus was the only one who knew what was coming, who knew this had to be done, and and the disciples didn't. And But hey, they were bold. They wanted to have a, a, a good spirit about them. Hey, we will never deny you. We will die with you. But they didn't really mean it because when it comes down to crunch time, they're gone. They're out. But let me put it this way. You know, we want to condemn Peter, but, but really we're, we're no different. We want to condemn the other disciples for deserting Jesus, but yet we're really no different. Because how, how many times have you said something similar to this? Lord, get me out of this situation and I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do. I, just get me out and I'll do whatever, Lord. And as soon as the things calm down in your life, you never follow through with what you promised. To the Lord. That's the same thing that what, what's going on with Peter right here. He's sincere. And he says the right things, but when it come when it when it comes to dying, you know, he sees what's happening to Jesus. He don't want no part of that. He when they start questioning him, aren't you with him? Aren't you one of his disciples? No, no, no. And we'll see that toward the end of the chapter. And so did the other eleven. When it come down to seeing what happened to Jesus, they oh, I don't know Jesus. I wasn't with Jesus. What? Me? No, not me. They changed their tune. And so we get to the Garden of Gethsemane. It, it has come down to this moment. It, it, it's crunch time. And Matthew writes this in verse 36, that Jesus went with them, the 11, because Judas is gone to get the militia to arrest Jesus. Jesus went with them to the olive grove called the Gethsemane, and he, and he said, sit here while I go over there and pray. And so he takes Peter and he takes Zebedee's two sons, James and John, the sons of thunder, right? The intimidators. Well, they're not going to be too intimidated right here. Or they're not going to intimidate anybody. Um, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and he, he became anguished and distressed. And he tells them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Now, this is some simple directions. All they have to do, Jesus has taken Peter, James, and John and left eight behind and took these three out a little further in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, here's what I need you to do, boys. I need you to watch while I go over here and pray. You, you just sit here and watch. Just keep watching what's going on around you while I go over here and pray. Now, Jesus, and you can hear it in his voice, he tells them, he says, 
my soul is crushed. I mean, absolutely crushed with grief to the point of death. I mean, he's like about to kill over right here in in the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke tells us that his, when he's praying, that he's in such anguish that his capillaries burst in his forehead and he begins to sweat drops of blood. But Peter, James, and John, they don't, they don't realize what's going on. They have no idea. Even though he's told them, this is coming, this is going to happen, and the hour is now at hand, they, they don't get it. They don't, they don't even know what they're watching for. Jesus just said, hey, watch with me while I go over here and pray. And all they know is that they have never seen Jesus act like this before. And he's about to face the greatest pain and torture a man can face, even before he goes to the cross. And then when he's on the cross, Isaiah 52 says, that you wouldn't even recognize Jesus. You wouldn't even recognize that he was a man. That's how bad he was beaten. And so Matthew writes in verse 39, he goes on a little farther and and he leads Peter, James, and John. He goes out a little further and he bows on his face to the ground praying, my father. And so we get to, we get, get to hear Jesus Pray here, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken from me. And so this shows Jesus' humanity. He didn't want to go through this pain. Nobody wants to go through pain. We, we go to the extreme to avoid pain. Jesus was human. He was 100% human. Yes, he was 100% God, but he was 100% human. He felt pain, and he didn't want to go through this pain. Nobody would. That's why we do everything we can to avoid the pain. But Jesus prays, yet I want your will to be done, Father, not mine. His will was, I don't want to go through this pain. If there's another way we can get this done, let's do that. I don't want to go through this suffering. But nonetheless, your will be done, Father, and not mine. And, and so he gets up and he, he returns to the disciples, Peter, James, and John. And guess what? He finds them asleep. And he says to Peter, he wakes him up. He says, couldn't you watch with me just for an hour? It's not even been an hour. And so I, I, can, I, I can empathize with these guys because I'm, I'm to the point now at 50 years old, I, I used to never take naps. I used to be on the go all the time, but now I look forward to a nap. I, and I've never been able to sleep late. Even when I was a kid, I, I, not sleep late, but stay up late. I didn't sleep late either, but I went to bed around 10 o'clock. I never had a curfew because I was always home and in the bed by 10 o'clock, 11 at the latest, the absolute latest, because I just could not stay awake. And here's these guys, it's late at night, they're sleepy, they're tired, and, and they sit down, and as soon as they sit down, they just get sleepy, and they, they fall asleep while Jesus is over there literally praying with everything that he's got. Couldn't you watch with me for just an hour? Not even an hour. Oh, but we'll die with you, Jesus. We'll die with you, but we can't even stay awake and watch for you. <laughs> Verse 41 says, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in temptation, Jesus tells them. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Oh, see, they had, they had the right motives. They had the right attitude. 
They, 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 their spirit was willing. Oh, we'll die with you. We'll never deny you. But Jesus says the body's weak. They can't even stay awake and just watch for a little while. And Jesus leads them a second time and he prays, My Father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. Talking about the cup of suffering that comes from the book of Numbers. Or, yeah, the book of Numbers. Your will be done. Jesus in his, his humanity, he wanted to do this another way. But he knows what God's will is because he knows what the scriptures say. He's been telling his disciples, this is written in the scriptures. This is written in the scriptures. The Son of Man must suffer. He must die. He must be buried. He must be raised again on the third day. It's written in the scriptures. So Jesus knows the Father's will. And he knew that it was the only way that man could be reconciled or be made friends again with God. That, we, that that relationship, that sin has separated God from man. Jesus knows that his death, him being the, the Passover lamb, and his blood being shed to forgive the sins of mankind, that's the only way that that, that relationship can be restored between God and man is for Jesus dying on that cross. And so... He prays and he asks, well, he says, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. And so he gets up again and he returns to Peter, James, and John. And guess what? They're, they're asleep again. And Matthew says, they could not keep their eyes open. They're just sleepy. And so he goes and prays a third time, even though they're sleeping soundly this time. And he says the same things again. Father, let this cup pass from me. But if it's your will, then let's get it done. Now, to my knowledge, Jesus has prayed three different times. And as far as I know, this is the only time that Jesus has prayed a prayer to the Father. And his prayer was not answered. Or was it answered? You see, people have a major problem with God sometimes because they pray a prayer, they pray a, a, a time or two, or they'll pray a, a few times or several times even, and they ask God to do something. And when they don't get the answer that they wanted, <clears throat> they just simply give up. Well, Luke tells us that Jesus was in such agony and anguish when he he was praying this prayer that his capillaries busted and he sweat uh, drops of blood from his head. Now, that, that, that's some serious, intense praying. But God didn't answer Jesus. Or did he? There sits Peter, James, and John. Or maybe I should say there lays Peter, James, and John. They're sleeping. They, they could not keep their eyes open while Jesus is pouring his heart out to God, saying, can there be some other way to get this done? But Jesus knew the answer to his own prayer, that this was God's will, and he, ha he had to walk it. He had to do it. He had to, to die on the cross for the sins of man. So verse 45, Matthew writes, Then he came to the disciples. This is after the third time. The third time he prayed. He came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up. Let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And so he could see Judas. 
and his militia with their their uh, flames that would light up the, the night sky, he could see them coming in the distance. And he says, y'all could sleep, but hey, it's time. My betrayer's here. You got to get up. We got to get going. And so Judas shows up with his little militia from the religious leaders. And Matthew says, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, this is an inside job, he sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Judas, uh, he arrives with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. Man, they're ready, they're ready to go to war here. They're ready to fight. That, that, that stuff wouldn't have had no uh, bearing on Jesus. They could never have used that against Jesus. He's too powerful. In fact, when, when they asked in one of the other Gospels, when they asked about Jesus, Jesus says, I am he. And just by Jesus saying, I am he, they all fell backwards and fell down on the ground just from the power of Jesus saying, I am he. It's me. I'm the one you're looking for. So these swords and clubs have no bearing on, on Jesus. He's not scared. Maybe the disciples are. Maybe they're feeling threatened. And we'll see that here in just a second because Peter's going to try to take care of the situation with his sword. He's going to fight back. And so they, they arrive, Judas and this, this uh, militia, they arrive with armed, uh, armed with swords and clubs. And they've been sent by the leading priests and the elders of the people, the Jews. And the traitor, Judas, had, had given them a prearranged signal. This is prearranged murder right here. Because he planned all this out. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. And so Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi. Trying to be friendly and nice. And he exclaimed and gave Jesus a kiss. Now listen to what Jesus says. He, he could have condemned Judas. He could have slammed Judas. He could have done anything that he wanted to with Judas. But here's what Jesus chose to do. Jesus says, my friend. Go ahead and do what you have come for. He called him friend. Judas kissed him on the cheek. The other disciples didn't know what that meant. Jesus did. Judas did. And that militia did. They knew that that was a signal that that's the one that they are to arrest. And yet, even though Judas has betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, he still calls him friend. He says, my friend, go ahead and do what you come to do. And the others grabbed Jesus and they arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus, talking about Peter, pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. And we know his name from one of the other gospels. His name is Malchus. And so Jesus says, put away your sword. To those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? So Jesus is just, again, he's just hounding this fact into their heads that this is what the scriptures say must happen. This is the Father's will. And then Jesus said to the crowd, talking about the, the militia, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? In other words, I would have went freely. I'm going to go for that. I'm, I'm giving my life. I'm handing myself over to you because you have no authority over me. You just think you do, but you don't have any authority over me. And he says, so am I some dangerous revolutionary? He's never done anything dangerous. He's never rebelled against anybody. He's not dangerous and he's not a revolutionary. 
But that's what he's asking them. Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you just arrest me at the temple? I was there teaching every day that I've been in Jerusalem for this whole week. You could have arrested me then, but you didn't. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. There again, Jesus is telling them, the prophets wrote about this. That's why this is happening. Y'all don't get it, but I understand it, and it's got to be done. And at that point, all the disciples deserted Jesus and fled. They, they got out of Dodge. Now, my question is, what happened to, we, we will die with you. We will never deny you. We will die with you. They're gone. they out. They don't want no part of this. They don't understand, even though Jesus has told them time and time and time and time and time again, that this has got to happen. And it's going to happen. And here it is happening, and they're gone. They, they, they don't want no part of this. They did not understand. They just did not grasp the concept that this was God's will. And that Jesus did not come to deliver them from the Roman oppression. He came to die on a cross for the sins of mankind so that we can have a relationship with God again through the blood of Jesus, that our sins can be forgiven. They did not get it. They did not understand. Not until Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit falls on them. Then they get it, and then they're filled with boldness, and their lives are changed forever. And we're still reaping the benefits of that change today. So, um, Matthew writes, Then the people who had Jesus arrested led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. And he went in and he sat with the guards and waited to see how it all ended. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus. They would have to lie. This is why I say this is a mock trial. This is a pathetic trial because Jesus is not a revolutionary. He's not uh, rebellious. He's, he's done nothing but good. He's done nothing but heal people and cast out demons and give people hope. And, and, and joy and all all of these great things that he has done and so they're going to have to come up with some lies to get jesus killed so they could put him to death matthew says verse 60 but even though they they found many who agreed to give false witness they could not use anyone's testimony nothing would stick finally two men came forward who declared this man said i am able to destroy the temple of god and rebuild it in three days but think about that. that. That's not what Jesus said at all. He didn't say, I will tear this temple down and build it back. He said, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And what they didn't understand, that he was talking about himself, his body, not this temple building, this literal building, even though he did say it's going to be destroyed. He told his disciples, this building, as you see, it's going to be destroyed. Not One stone is going to be left on top of another. But the accusation here is, I will tear, uh, the accusation is, let me get back up here where I'm supposed to be. The accusation is, this man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. That's not what Jesus said. He said, tear down this, in other words, you tear down this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And that's exactly what is about to happen. They're going to tear down the temple of Jesus' body and he's going to raise it again in three days. He's going to come up out of that tomb alive. 
And they didn't understand that. They, they don't understand that they are fulfilling God's will, the, the one that they claim that they love and serve. Matthew goes on to write in verse 62. The high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? Get this. Jesus remained silent. Now, you know if that was me or you in that position, we'd be defending ourselves because that's what we do. We we defend. When somebody comes against us, somebody backs us in a, quarter, a corner, what do we do? We come out swinging. We come out throwing daggers and punches and, and hooks and uppercuts and anything that we can to defend ourselves, right? But not Jesus. He remains silent silent and the high priest said to him i demand in the name of the living god now this is comical to me because jesus is the living god he's standing right before this guy's very face he's looking eyeball to eyeball with god in the flesh the living god and he says the high priest says i demand in the name of the living god tell us if you are the messiah the son of god and jesus replied you have said it And in the future, you will see the Son of Man seated at the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. And that happens. When they died and when they have to stand before God, they're going to see Jesus sitting right there. Jesus is going to be like like waving at them saying, told you. I told you you'd be standing before me someday and you're going to see me seated at the Father's right hand. And you're going to see me coming in the clouds when I return. But the, the high priest, he didn't want to hear nothing, nothing, nothing of this. He said, he, Matthew says that he tore his clothing to show his horror. And he says, blasphemy. Why do you need other witnesses? You've heard this man's blasphemy. What's your verdict? Guilty, they all shouted. He deserves to die. And they begin to spit in Jesus' face. There's nothing more nasty and humiliating. Somebody spit on you. It's just nasty. And they spit. They spit in the face of Jesus. They beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, Prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who hit Who hit you that time? Won't you prophesy and tell us who's hitting you now? Well, the thing that they don't understand is Jesus knows their names. He knows who's hitting them. But he, he never uttered a word. Now, think about it. He he could have wiped them out. He could have thought a thought. He could have spoken a word and had every one of them die right there on the spot. But he kept silent. He allowed them to humiliate him and to have their way with him. That's that's humility. That's that's being humble right there. Because I couldn't do that. And I doubt you could too. Because we're going to defend ourselves. Meanwhile, Matthew says, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came over and said to him, you are one of those uh, that was with Jesus, the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. There's the first one. I'll never deny you. Yeah, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And here it is. Peter denies Jesus in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, later out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, Peter denies it the second time, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. And a little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, you must be one of them because we can tell by your Galilean accent. You don't belong here. You're one of them. And Peter swore, 
A curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. In one of the other gospels, it says when that rooster crowed, Peter turns and he sees Jesus and they lock eyes together. Can you imagine how Peter felt at that very moment when he connects eyeball to eyeball with Jesus after he just denied him three times and that rooster crows? Whew. Suddenly, Matthew says, Jesus' words flash through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times that you even know me. And he goes away weeping bitterly. Peter swore with a curse. If I'm lying, let, let there be a curse on me. I don't know the man. Well, guess what? He was lying. And he pronounced a curse on himself. He's done the very thing that he said he would never do. He has denied Jesus three times. And he, he had so much courage, but now when it, 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 that courage has turned to fear and timidness. We, we, you know, when we're backed in a corner, when, when, when everything is going good, we can be bold and we can be courageous. But when it comes time to act on that, it, it's easy to be scared and let that fear just melt us. And, and, and we can be full of uh, timidity and, and not be able to, to come through. And that's exactly what happened to Peter. He, he, he saw what was going on with Jesus and how they were treating him and what was about to happen to Jesus. It wasn't going to be good. And he didn't want any part of it. De death can do that to people. When, you know, you can say, I'm not scared all you want to, but when death comes knocking, there's going to be some fear, a little bit of anxiety, I'm sure. We want to be bold. We want to say the right things, right? We want to do the right things. But when it comes down to crunch time, a lot of times we just cave in and we, we, we don't follow through. Jesus, just get me out of this situation and I'll do whatever. Then we never do whatever. Jesus gets us out of the situation. Life is calm. And when life gets calm, we forget God. We forget Jesus. We don't follow through with what we promised. Just like Peter, just like the rest of of the disciples and the cool thing about it is that Jesus is going to redeem Peter after he's resurrected he's going to sit down and eat some fish with these guys and he's going to have a conversation and he's going to ask Peter three different times do you love me do you love me do you love me feed my sheep feed my sheep Peter's like Lord you know I love you you know I do you know I blew it and and Jesus said hey you got the keys of the kingdom, dude. You're fixing, you're fixing to do some mighty things for me. Hang in there. Keep going. And, and we see that when the Spirit falls in Acts chapter 2, that's exactly what he does. He's so full of boldness. He don't care. He's standing before the Sanhedrin. They, they, the first time they give him a talking to, the second time they flog him, and they, they rejoice. They, they're happy that they are beaten for the sake of Jesus. That, that's, that's the change that has come after the resurrection when they were given the Holy Spirit. And Jesus redeems Peter. He, he redeems all of them. And he would have redeemed um, Judas, but Judas he took his own life. And as far as we know, he never repented. That's all he had to have done was repent. Jesus would have restored him and he could have been a part of the kingdom and, and growing the kingdom like these other 11 who would 
eventually give their life, literally, for the sake of the gospel. This is a beautiful picture of grace and mercy. Beautiful, beautiful picture of grace and mercy. Jesus restores Peter and the others to where he needs to be. And here's the thing. You know, we, we, we fall short all the time. We cave in. We don't follow through. We don't come through with our promises that we make to God. We sin. And yet, here's Jesus saying, hey, I forgive you. I love you. And I want to have a relationship with you. Let's keep working on that together. So don't give up. God doesn't give up. Jesus doesn't give up. The Holy Spirit doesn't give up. So don't give up. we got to keep grinding. we got to keep going. We have to endure. Sure, life is hard. It's okay to get mad at God. It's okay to question God. But don't never quit. Don't, don't, don't stop believing. Isn't that a journey song? Don't stop believing. No, you... Keep the faith. Keep going. Keep trusting. God's going to come through. At some point in time, He will come through. He wants to show you grace. He wants to show you mercy. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to restore you back to where you need to be with Him. That's why He died on the cross. That's why He was buried and that's why he come out of that tomb victorious so you and I could have the victory and that we could be with him for eternity. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please contact me at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you listen to the very end, to the outro, I give a telephone number that you can text me. And I will, if, if you're not local, I will find somebody in your area that will tell you how to become a Christian and to start your walk with Jesus today. And if you are walking with Jesus, thank you. But tell others about him so they can have the same hope. That they too can experience the grace and mercy and the compassion that you have, that I have. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grounded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.